0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's BYTE.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your
1: confidence journey today with BYTE.
2: Pregnant ladies <laughs> and little kids better get the
0: hell out of the way I am running. I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump,
2: dude. I am Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: All right. All right. All right. I want you each to use ombudsman. in a sentence next week. <laughs> I got one for
3: you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman <laughs> <laughs> of the Chesapeake <laughs> Podcast. You like apple? Welcome in to another edition of the Just Press Play podcast, and today, since we've been watching all kinds of basketball, we're going to get into some March Madness. We got Uncle Tony joining us, along with what LJ's up? back and Pops. What's up, everybody? What's Man, up? It's what's what's all good.
1: Hello, uh, hello. <laughs> hello, hello.
3: <laughs> Man, it's been a, a a big weekend, just full. I don't know about everybody, but I have just been watching all kinds of basketball, and I can tell you, actually. The biggest rebound that uh, of the entire weekend was was me going back to work after literally spending. I think it depends how you calculate the math. I've calculated as about forty plus hours of just sitting in my recliner watching watching basketball. And if you count two TVs at one time, at some points it's even more than that. It could be like seventy two <laughs> hours, depending on how you how you do the math. And I may or may not Boy, have you eaten. too hard. Yeah, I may or may not have eaten like two and a half pints of ice cream. I'm not sure if I'm bragging. <laughs> now. At this point, I don't know if I'm bragging or if I'm just like uh, acknowledging and admitting how low I've been and how big of a POS I've been this past weekend. But that said, <laughs> it's, it's just a,
2: it's the sacrifices you make to be a good podcast host. That that that's is, what it is. There you Speaking go. Speaking of sacrifices, yeah.
3: I have this thumbtack right here, and I accidentally I was screwing around and I cut my thumb. But I'm battling through it. <laughs> Just, just for you guys. Just now on the air? Yeah. Like, I, like it's kind of bleeding a little bit, but I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm, pu- I'm, pushing through. Hey, is this going to be the first ever recorded podcast,
1: You have good insurance, though, right?
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's possible. It is very possible. <laughs> no, I think I pulled my handy. I think, but I, I'll be all right. Well, all right. Oh. I'm going to make it speaking through. Speaking of injuries, speaking of groin. injuries, uh, that, that, let's get, before we get on to basketball, let's talk about a guy who's been often injured recently, and he won't be anymore because he's retiring. Gronkowski is calling it quits. Oh man! Oh uh, man! What, what do you think, Pops? I mean, which initial reaction? Uh, initial reaction is
0: time. Um, I think it's time, and I think he's going to make probably more money in his next career than he made in this career. So why not? Now, if he's crazy enough to think he's going to go wrestle and not get hurt, I mean, I know wrestling's somewhat fake, but whoa! He's still a what bunch of big oh, strong yeah. men?
3: What? 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 Oh wait! Did I let the cat out of the bag? <laughs>
0: what? I'm sorry. Golly. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but um, you you can still get hurt in in, uh, wrestling, but I'm glad he retired. I'm glad he retired. I think it will make a difference for the Patriots, but I still think the GOAT, Number twelve that's behind center will still figure a way to uh, to get without. It. I've heard AJ Gre- Green is he up for uh, is he free agent?
3: Uh, no, I he's, know he's he's there at the Bengals still, but the Bengals just who knows what they're doing, and they might be starting over, so that's possible they would be willing to at least. Oh, yeah. listen yeah, they got to trade the coach off. in waiting, right? <laughs> <laughs> the coach in waiting, so there's no yeah. telling. So we'll we'll see what happens that's with AJ Green. I don't know that. I think that's Patriot fans hoping that they can pull that off, but. Yeah, one thing, I, I'm not betting out. I'm not saying uh, the GOAT won't find a way to have the Patriots. He still plays in the AFC, so they'll still probably find a way to win that division and go to the playoffs. But Gronk will hurt. Uh, I'm, I think I'm with you, Pops. I would rather. I think it's better for him to, to leave now uh, at the top on his own will where he can actually walk away instead of in a boot yeah. and a big old ankle brace and with head trauma. Uh, what, what were your thoughts, LJ, when you heard the news?
2: I mean, I think it's it's uh, I agree uh, 100 percent. It's about time I was I was rooting for him to retire, honestly, not not just because I want to see the Patriots return to form of their 1992 selves. I was about but, to say return uh, to form.
3: Do you remember a time they weren't winning eleven games? I, I can't. I can't I, recall that time. I remember a time
2: where they were the laughing stock of the league, and I was very yeah, young okay. at that point. So. You were three years old in '92. Good well, God! no, '92 was not. No, there was a time where uh, where they were uh, they were rocking uh, Bledsoe at the end of like uh, Parcells' era, and they were not uh, the best team in the world then either. Um, but uh, anywho. Uh, you're still dirty in your diapers at (laughs) 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 okay but like we don't have to describe how i was dressing two years ago come on now (laughs) um but uh yeah no i was i was kind of hoping he would uh for his own sake he's he seems like a great guy and i want him to to be an entertaining guy for the rest of his life um and you know i think it was the right move but uh it will be a bummer to not see the best tight end i mean he's a Hall of Famer. He might be the best tight end I've ever uh, watched their whole career. Um, I mean, he's right there. Like Antonio Gates is the only other person that I think fits that bill. Um, so, yeah. Well, I, Tony, they didn't watch old, uh, Kellen Winslow back in the day, though. You remember? No, I, that's why I, was, I, I was, made it clear he was not the best tight end of all time. The best one I watched their entire career. So. Well, I would, say, I would say I would say
3: for for me, Gronk is the best tight end I've ever watched play. I would say he's probably the most dominant, best tight end of all time. Uh, that I want to start there with you, Tony. What do you think? Is he the best tight end ever?
1: No, not even no. close. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. No, I mean, cause he hasn't, wow. <laughs> his longevity hasn't been there and you know, he, he's he been up and down as far as production. Now when he was good, he was really, really good. I think those first three years he was there. And um, when uh, Hernandez was across from him, and that was a new concept. They really took the two tight ends set to yeah. a new level um, with those two. And, and that, that kind of set Gronk up for that. I, He's not the best of all time by any stretch of the imagination because as uh, Dr. Liff mentioned, uh, Kellen Winslow, but you've got Tony, uh, Tony Gonzalez. That was pretty, Tony Tony Gonzalez, Gonzalez yeah. I didn't watch a lot of him, but reestablished that position. He played on some really bad chiefs teams, but, uh, yeah. and, uh, but it was then, all there was
2: on some really bad chiefs teams. If I remember correctly.
1: Yes. Yeah. And so, and so, and Antonio Gates changed the game. Uh, for uh, that volume tied in, and then Gronk came on. Mm-hmm. Where the where the Patriots are hurt by this is the run game. Gronk really hadn't for the last two years has not been a primary receiver for Tom Brady. Uh, that's kind of been a misnomer. I, I think that with his inconsistency of being able to be on the field, he will hurt them more in their run game. And I think it'll be interesting to see how they replace him. Uh, from From a run game standpoint, and what they go out there and get, that's where the Patriots will be hurt by that. And so all the off season movements of them, what you know, what running back are they going to get? Well, it's a whole new ball game for them with their running game without. It's fair, yeah. So, and I can't yeah, wait to I, see him on Monday Night Football because man, I think he could be the next Dandy Don Meredith. You know, he is going to say so <laughs> many political Is he actually going to be things. insightful be awesome. though? Do you think?
3: Do you think Gronk yeah. will be insightful when it comes to – I mean, he's just – I think he's a, fun, hell, a, a funny guy, fun guy. Yeah, I'd love could, to just go party with him and hang out and that, watch Monday Night Football with him. But I don't know if I want him trying to explain the game.
1: Dude, that broadcast well. doesn't need anybody <laughs> to explain the game. We know the game. They need somebody to make it interesting and not Jason Witten where we have a drinking contest well. to see how many times he says situation. You know, this <laughs> – I really I, – if Gronk does go and do the broadcast – Dude, you're gonna t- you're gonna tune in just just to be fun. Okay, Gronk and Booger, what a deal, right? <laughs> that sounds like yeah. A yeah awesome I will say, that, I want to read that. <laughs> that's, that's now that. is the a time to get in.
3: <laughs> now is the time to get into that booth because I mean, you're the, the the bar is set really low with with <laughs> our man Jason Witten. So
1: <laughs> not going to get yep. any worse.
3: <laughs> we shall see. I have a,
2: a little football news, if you guys wouldn't mind. Humoring me real quick. Yeah. Come on. Bring it. it. Um, okay. So, uh, I, I heard about this news, Kevin, you might've already heard about it because you know, you're in that industry, but, uh, some lady had, uh, in, in Cleveland had called the police because she had, uh, She heard somebody down on the street, sounded like they were being hurt might've been having a psychotic break, didn't know what was going on. She called the cops (laughs) to talk about this um, disturbance. They dispatched officers, everybody came. And uh, so they eventually like 15 minutes later went up to explain to her, he's just excited that they got OBJ. That's all it was.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> the Browns may actually be good and
2: he's just really excited, excited <laughs> yeah and so him. then they call him Dorsey down and send him home <laughs>
3: <laughs> he's really he, he, he's joking a little but he's really serious someone did call the cops because they thought something was going on and it was just it was just the Browns fan yeah. losing it Browns fan OBJ. Oh, you know, man. I'm I'm happy for the Browns. I I don't know how they fleece the, I'm, I'm I don't know if I'm more happy for the Browns and all the talent they're getting, or just the fact that we're more happy for the Giants. Yeah, I think actually the the as far as worst run teams in a division, the Cowboys are only two. I think the the Redskins and Giants are both below them. They're in the top half of the best run teams in that division, which is saying something because Jerry Jones, yeah, is not the best GM ever. Yeah.
1: Yeah, not that we were going yeah, the the Cowboys have had a stellar offseason in comparison to some of the other people in their division, which, (laughs) you know, stellar, stellar, (laughs) you know, man, it's phenomenal. So yeah, thank God for the NFL
3: Well, let's get into, it's March time and it's been, it's a bit, the the first weekend of the NCAA tournament is in the books. We got the Sweet 16 set and can we just throw it out there? It's kind of been a boring it was kind of not a great weekend am i am i wrong there's a lot of chalk I mean, the games were a lot of blow chalk and blowouts a
0: lot of them yeah. several i mean
3: I, I still thoroughly enjoyed it but there was one point on saturday where it was all 15 20 point games i mean every single one of them and i was able to yeah. get some really really good naps i mean they, they were fantastic <laughs> Sunday. That was right after that second pint of ice cream. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say. Sunday,
1: Sunday was a tough day, tougher day. Uh, but I will tell you this. Uh, you know, I uh, I started out watching the Tennessee game and and quit and thought, damn, this is just going to be terrible. And it's 25 points down. And the next thing you come back, and with five minutes to play, all of a sudden, oh, shit, Tennessee's going to get beat. They're going to get beat. And uh, – and so that was phenomenal to watch that that last ten minutes if you stuck with it and and golly if you were a <laughs> I mean if you were a, an Iowa fan what a roller coaster right I, there had yeah. to be some fights there had to be some fights in the stands <laughs> because the Tennessee guys are not known for their proclivity to be polite and I'm sure there was too many rocky tops thrown over at the Iowa people and when they started coming back and those sphincters started tightening up over on the Tennessee bench. <laughs> I'll bet you those Iowa guys were like Rocky Top this. So I mean,
3: talk of, talk finals. about a team of two halves. Tennessee looked like hell beaters in that first half, and then all of a sudden, Schofield forgot that there's going to be a second half. I think Rick Barnes <laughs> forgot that he had Schofield come overtime. I don't they know if forgot. he was saving him since he did have four fouls. I guess he was saving him for yeah. the next game. He didn't realize that it's the fouls start over after each game. <laughs> So he was still saving him. I don't know what was going on there. You know what saved Tennessee is Grant
0: Williams. My yeah, gosh,
3: that guy came nice. in there and hit buckets. And Iowa turned into huge. Iowa turned it. So the, the first half, they tried to run with Tennessee, and clearly that they didn't have the athletes to run with Tennessee. They didn't have the horses for that race. And then they realized, athletes. oh, we should play some. Athletes. <laughs> they realized we should do some half-court offense, and that started working. And then all of a sudden, when the game got tight and it was a one-possession game, they started playing hero ball again and stopped working around, and that dude was just jacking up shots. I forget his name. Uh, yeah. But he was just – they I, They kind of – I think they blew that game once they got back in it more. Tennessee tried to blow it, and then Iowa just won up them, I think, right there at the end. But Yeah.
0: Well, I thought Iowa just used so much energy to get back to, to what – to take it to overtime. Yeah. They were just spent. I think they were spent. Because I think you're talking about that Bohannon kid oh, yeah. and Weisskamp or something yeah. like
1: that. Bohannon and Garza.
0: Yeah, they – uh, yeah, Garza. Garza was yeah. another one, but yeah, I think the, I think they were spent, Kevin, um, and just couldn't, just didn't have the horses when it went to OT. O- yeah, that was that was my yeah. opinion of that game. Yeah.
3: Well let's before we before we get in there's some other games I want to get into but I just want to start off with do you do you guys have like a uh kind of we do a best and worst a lot of times do you guys have a a best and worst kind of of the first weekend of the tournament pops I'll start off with you do you have a best of the the first weekend
0: you know I, I think probably my best of the, uh, of the first weekend had to be the Dawkins clan uh Johnny and Aubrey I was I've always liked Johnny Dawkins. I remember him back, I mean, that was in the late 80s, I believe, when he was playing for Coach K at Duke. And, you know, he was a a pretty proficient scorer. I looked up some of his stats. He was 19.2 points, four rebounds, 4.2 assists. I mean, now he was a 6'2", 165 guard. Aubrey is a 6'6", 205 guard. He's a player. Uh, I I mean, that that boy was playing. Now, from what I've seen, I, I think his his uh, stats this year have been fifteen point six points, five rebounds, one point four assists. and I think he scored thirty. He was, you know, on he went off. and you
3: could tell from the from the he, jump he was he was locked in, and I mean he was hitting everything. Boy, but he
0: looks he he's got that face like I don't know he looks a lot like his dad, and it's just so funny to see. You know, Tony and I can relate. You know, seeing our kids grow up, but I mean, we were we grew up with Johnny Dawkins playing. I mean, we saw the guy play college ball. He's about our age, and then I was thoroughly impressed with Aubrey yeah. uh, Dawkins. Yeah. So that was kind of my best is just seeing those two guys. I agree. Uh, seeing Aubrey and Johnny play, yeah.
3: I agree. And I'll tell you, I am a Johnny. I was I was going to get. I'm glad you kind of touched on his playing career a little bit because they talked about it a lot as him being a former Duke, and I've heard that too. And he was assistant there forever, but. Him after the game, before the game, then after, and just everything about Johnny Dawkins as a coach. I want him coaching my, the team I'm rooting for right now. I mean, I want him co- coaching the Razorbacks right now. He was awesome, and then like after the game in the in the locker room, there was like a clip going around where he was just telling his guys were like crying. Some of the guys were crying, and clearly it was emotional. And he was just like, you know, it, you should be crying when you work as hard and put as much into every game like we do. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna feel great when you win, but it's gonna hurt when you lose. And he was just. Everything he said was just right on and spot on, and I just liked him as a as a coach. And then Aubrey, as you said, Dad was amazing. He was on fire all games. So we'll get into that game yeah. a little bit more here in a minute. Tony, what's your uh, what was your best of the, the weekend?
1: My best of the weekend is the uh, Jeff Robinson kid for Virginia Tech. I believe I got his if I've got his name correct. He's the point guard for Virginia Tech, and okay, he's missed several games with a with a foot injury and has come back, uh, and he missed the ACC tournament, came back. He is a cool cucumber, man. And although Grant Williams is pretty close to that, uh, if you watched him, just his enthusiasm for the game, and he has brought that team to a different level where that's I, – I cannot wait to see them face off uh, against Duke on Friday night. But my best of the weekend was – and it's just the little things, you know, that he does, calming his team down, leading them. He's not – Scoring thirty points a night, but when you need a jumper, he's got it. When you need a rebound, he's got it. When you need the steal, he's got it. And it—it's just a, kind of a lot like you hear Corey Beck. You know what the way Corey Beck used to be. Uh, not you just don't you don't realize he's there until he's there. And I really was impressed with that in this in this college game. I I really well, I really did like that. So
3: that's the one. The cool thing about this time of year is you as you see these guys who. They might not be, you know, the Zion Williamson's or something where they're just the crazy athletes and oozing potential, but they just – the moment is never too big for them. Anytime their team looks like they're getting a little out of control and they need something, they just calm them down with just a, a smooth bucket. I mean, I'm with you. I, and Robinson was great this weekend. I'm glad he's I, back and healthy and playing.
1: Yeah. Can I have a, a 1A? Can I have a well, 1A? Wouldn't this be a 1B? You can have or, would, would, or 1B? 1 and 1A one or a 1A, one 1B, one whichever you <laughs> want to call it. it. Okay. The, it's, Roman it's, numeral the, two. It's the Chuxedo. I love the, ch- the Chuxedo. <laughs> it's just the best. And I don't know which one's better, him or Jim Nance in it, but I just love the Chuxedo. Get so that. Is,
3: is that your favorite of the the capital one commercials with yeah. samuel l and them is that is that the best oh, one yeah. in
1: your eyes two shining moments and i tell you what <laughs> the thing about it when you look at it i don't know if you've noticed and cindy noticed it is the one that noticed it In his little his little uh pocket square that he's got it says chuck's bracket it's got a little chuck's <laughs> bracket right here in the pocket square and I man, it's awesome i just i just it's just awesome i love that speak
3: Speaking of those commercials, do y'all how much do you think they paid Larry Bird to be in that one commercial? You know the one where he's got Charles, <laughs> yeah, Barkley, Charles Barkley as his dog. Larry Bird looks like <laughs> he, up, he doesn't Bird. have any interest. I think he. I think Larry Bird showed up, did one line, and was like, "If this works, cool. If it doesn't, I don't care. I just want my check. I just want my check." Because like they even have the joke at the end, and he does like this fake laugh, or he doesn't really care. At least like. <laughs> At least Spike and Samuel L. act like they are really cracking up. Like, Larry Bird looked like he was just there for the check that they were dropping off at his door.
1: That's all he has to do, right? Just show up. But and he did it. It those, was great, yeah.
0: Those commercials are why, good. While y'all are why you're talking about commercials, have y'all seen the T-Mobile commercial where they're like, why is there no basketball team called the Giraffes? I mean, <laughs> like, the Giraffes are tall. I mean, that's... <laughs> That is that's great. There should be a basketball team named the right. Giraffes.
3: <laughs> that's, that's some funny so stuff. We got the Terriers. You might as well have the Giraffes out there. Yeah. Yeah, you more, the, yeah, the more, the you're worried about giraffe. intimidation. Yeah. <laughs> the
2: Giraffes. Better than whatever the hell St. Louis is. The Billikens? So... <laughs> yeah,
0: whatever. Yeah, what the hell
2: is a Billiken? Yeah. You know, so hilarious. I looked this up there because Hannah of course, does her bracket of based course, I'll <laughs> uh, H- So Hannah, what is it? Al Hannah does her bracket based off of uh, mascot strength and who would win in a fight, <laughs> uh, which was a bu- much better method than I picked. Uh, I'd like to say, <laughs> but uh, it uh, it turns out that is a uh, a, a created, a uh, made up thing that some teacher in Kansas City. Created And so St. Louis University decided to make it their mascot. That's the extent Billican. of it. It's like a, a superhero type of animal that she just drew a picture of for what I presume is a kindergarten class. And St. Louis <laughs> University just decided, oh, this is my guy.
3: Oh, a
2: <laughs> See, that'd be better to be the giraffe. Yeah. The
3: St. Yeah. Louis giraffe. The next swing giraffes. Yeah. That's their hype video in the arena. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my best of the week, I'm I'm kind of with Tony. I, I had a 1A and a 1B, and it was really, I was having 1B because I thought someone else would take 1A. But it was one, and we talked about this last week, Dad, but Ja Morant was everything and then some as far as what we thought he might be yeah. in the tournament. And that first round against Marquette, he just put on a show, just putting on a clinic passing and everything he did. Mm. And then that that next round where they went up against Florida State, Clearly, uh, Murray State just did not have – like like we talked about with Iowa and Tennessee, Murray State just didn't have the horses to run with, with Florida State. And they were throwing – Morant still did his thing, scored what, I think like 28 points in the game, and he was locked in from three. And you could tell the announcers were trying to get fired up when he was hitting those threes, but they were still down by 10 the whole time. And then Florida State was throwing all these <laughs> different tall, long, yeah. athletic guys on him. He just – they just didn't stand yeah. a chance, but Morant was great. But what was really awesome? Did y'all see after the game where he went? They lost, and he was in the locker room for a while. And then he came back out and went to this fan who wasn't even a Murray State fan, I don't think. I think it was just a, a fan in the stands who was who tried to get a high five from him. He went back out and gave his shoes to him. And then not only was that cool, but then later the mom put a picture, and it somehow got by it because Twitter is Twitter. It a lot of people caught wind of it, and it started getting retweets. And the kid two days later, the mom was like. He still hasn't taken the shoes off that he got from John Morant. And it was him in a Spider-Man suit with these huge shoes on. It's this little bitty boy. And he's got these huge shoes on. And it was just the coolest picture. And it it kind of shows like these guys can do something really tiny, like John Morant just going back out there and just handing his shoes to this little kid. And it made that kid's not weak. Like, his whole month, year is made because John Morant handed him his shoes. It was just really cool to That's see. Awesome. But my best goes to Liberty's big win over uh Number 5 is one of those classic 12-5 games in the first round where Liberty beat Mississippi State. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but in and out, the 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 burger place played a huge part in Liberty's big win. And I'll explain to you. Liberty please, called a Please do. <laughs> Liberty called a timeout trailing by 10. It was like 63-53 with 7 minutes to play, and from that point on they went on a 10-0 run and ended up outscoring Mississippi State by uh uh, eleven in the rest of the game to go on and win. Well they asked their head coach uh McKay was his name. They asked him after the game, what did you what did you tell your guys after that timeout? It seemed like they really responded. And he's like, You really want to know what I told him? I told him, if we win and we come back, we'll go to In N Out Burger after the game. <laughs> <laughs> and they were they started laughing. He was like I'm not joking. That's what I told them. I wanted I caught one, I knew they really liked In N Out Burger, and we don't have one back where we're from. And two, I just wanted them to relax a little bit and they thought I was gonna rip into them. And I just told them, if y'all come back, we'll go get In N Out Burger. Y'all can get a That's animal awesome. style, double, double, whatever,
1: double, double. And then the, the Liberty awesome. Basketball, we'll
3: put it in our show notes, but the Liberty Basketball's Twitter account posted all of them and they were all out of In N Out Burger, and these guys had all their They're fast, food. It was just hilarious. (laughs) Oh,
2: that's great. Yeah. That's great. That was awesome.
3: (laughs) And then a a, a side note and a segue into the worst. It's got it. so in that first round, if y'all watched that game against Mississippi State, that Holmesley kid for for Liberty just caught fire and was hitting all kinds of shots. And they they showed at one point – I think he ended up with like 30. And they showed at one point his points per game in the season were like 11. So clearly he was playing out of his mind. He's not a bad player, but he's playing out of his mind. That's got to be the worst. If you're, and then, in the next round he comes out against Virginia Tech, and the guy was not hitting those same threes. He was not making the same buckets. Mm-hmm. I think he scored like eight. That's got to be the worst. If you're Mississippi State and you're like, man, this guy just got hot and tore us a new one, and but now he's back to form, and he's really not even all that in the bag <laughs> of chips. Like he looked like damn Jimmer yeah. for dead out there, and now he looks back to his normal self. That's gotta, <laughs> he
1: got to. That's got to suck, burger, man. Wow,
0: Jimmer for Death? There's a name for the old Jimmer NCAA. Good old days.
3: The old
1: Jimmer. Yep.
3: <laughs> All right, Pops. Let's go on to the LJ, did you have a best of of the first round? Well, I can throw one in real quick. I can throw one in real quick. All right.
1: Uh
2: did you guys see what uh I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. Uh India's Devonta Greens tattoo is. Have you guys seen this, Kev?
3: Yes. Oh, <laughs> I thought of you as soon as I saw this.
2: Explain. <laughs> All right, so my man has uh, the GTA San
3: Andreas cheat code for infinite ammo because he's a shooter.
2: Such a baller
0: move. I love
3: it. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't know if you got that. Grand Theft Auto is what he means by GTA. You know the the old video Uh, game? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, there was a cheat code. If
3: you didn't want to actually do the missions and you just wanted to run around with guns and and, and have all the infinite ammo when cops were trying to chase and stuff, you could put in this code, and it was like, you know, L1, L2... XX I've got it right square, here, whatever.
2: It's L1, R1, square, R1, left, R2, R1, left, square, down, L1, L1. He's got that <laughs>
3: tattooed on his arm wait, right here.
1: Wait, and, wait a minute. And this dude had that minute.
3: tattooed on his right arm because he's got infinite ammo on that bad boy. He's a shooter. Wait
1: a minute. <laughs> so you're telling me a guy permanently put the cheat code for yes. infinite <laughs> auto on his right arm because he's an infinite yeah. shooter. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. He never runs out of ammo, baby.
1: Never <laughs> runs out of ammo. I think uh, the
3: only thing, and it's Whoa. not that, that actually is now my new favorite. But the, before that, my favorite was I'm sure y'all know of, y'all have seen Nick Young. He's the NBA player, came straight out of high school, or went to USC, yeah. I think. But he's like completely tatted up on his left arm, like crazy tatted up, and he has nothing on his right. And one day they asked him, they were like, and he's, he's a wild card. He's a funny dude. They asked him, like, why is there no tattoos on your on your right arm? And he answered with the straightest face. He goes, "The right is strictly for buckets. That's it." <laughs> <laughs> and everyone started laughing. He had the straightest face and just walks out of the interview. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! Strictly but yeah, L.J. LJ definitely, definitely you, the right? infinite ammo on a whole. Board. What was it? Who was it? What was his name? Uh, Devontae Green. Devontae Green. Yeah, one Indiana. New, one of my new favorite players, yeah. right there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll look for that. All
3: right, and now on to the worst. Uh, well, I'll start off with you, pops. What do you got for your worst of the weekend? Well, I don't know if mine's a real bad one, but I, I
0: kind of hated that Walford got out. I really enjoyed oh, oh, watching wait, those guys play. hold on, hold play. on.
3: Fletcher McGee, he just missed another one. He just missed another <laughs> one just now. I mean, that, I mean,
0: so I watched the first game. I mean, Fletcher McGee can put up a shot quicker than freaking Steph Curry. I mean, just he he fast. can miss them quick too, can he? And and he went 0 for 12. I mean, oh, the leading man. three-point shooter in the NCAA went 0 for Yeah, he broke the record in the, in the first
3: round for most three-pointers ever made in a career. And then he did. Yeah. And then he broke a record, I think. I don't think any guy's ever went 0 for 12. Yeah, it was well, he only, in the most NCAA. Yeah. I guess he broke records in back-to-back games. He, he broke two
1: records. He pulled, yeah. a, he pulled a bull Durham. He hit his dinger and he hung him up. <laughs> said, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, no,
3: he, he does, Bruce. though. That guy – Oh, Fletcher will – I mean, he shoots the weirdest-looking shots. Like, if you didn't watch him in that first round, strange. you just saw some of the shots he was taking against Kentucky, and you probably thought, what the hell is this guy doing? But he just throws up these wild shots he hits and those. hits them at a high rate, clearly. Floating
0: uh, on a, to left or right, off center. I mean, and he hits them, except exactly. not his yeah, it's,
1: it's one of the strangest shots I've seen in a while. It's just, it's just, too. It just oh, all of a sudden, like lift, like you said, he's so quick. It's all of a sudden, poof, the ball's gone. You're like, what's he doing? Oh, it's like, wait, don't shoot. Oh, it's in. And, I, and, yeah. okay, and not the to, nation not was ready. This, yeah.
3: They were re- the nation was ready to jump on Wofford as the as the Loyola of this year the the, the yeah. Cinderella. Oh, yeah, I mean, And yeah. I wonder yeah. if they could kind of feel that because like there were so many people in that stands. It felt like almost a home game. And there's a ton of Kentucky people, but there was so everybody that wasn't a fan of either team was clearly rooting for Wofford. Well, and do you know what the enrollment at Wofford is? It's like twenty five hundred. <laughs> it is a
0: Jeez. super Jeez. small Jeez. school, yeah. really small. Yeah. But. I mean, there are high schools bigger than that. Did,
3: did old Fletcher? Did he kind of lose that form, though? I mean, as a, as a, I I'd like to fancy myself a shooter, uh, a bad shooter. I would probably say, but uh, the the number <laughs> one rule is, on your
1: right arm is <laughs> not, that's demo. my, that's
3: what I'm missing. That's what I'm missing. Yeah, is that Chico? He's I'm gonna G-Code go get a henna tattoo from the
2: cops because they're chasing <laughs> him. Those errant
3: but, shots. But a shooter always has to keep shooting, I, I suppose. Yeah, but at some point, he was just – he couldn't make a shot. And, oh, oh boy, on the other side, Hoover, their their shooting guard, was four for five. And I think that's a crime, first off. If you ever go four for five, if I'm your coach, we have problems because you better be shooting yeah. more. I want you to go four – I'd rather you go four for eight than four for five. If you've shot five and made four of them, you need to shoot at least three more. Let's see what happens. And, and Fletcher just kept – she just kept jacking that sucker up and they just yeah. would not fall for him <clears throat> it was shooter, shooter got shoot gotta
1: shoot hey, yeah shooter yeah, shoot a what point. what a, yeah that's a good point because there was another game um i want to say it was um uh it may have been garza that wasn't having a good game but did the best he could to keep his uh put his teammates in a good position to uh to score mm-hmm. and he did a lot of the little things took and, taking charges getting assists and but he 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 wasn't scoring. He just wasn't scoring. Well,
3: so, and that's the thing. Sometimes, like if you're if you're Fletcher or McGee, you know clearly Kentucky was all over him, and that was their key was let's stop him. Let's not. We're not going to lose to him. So at some point, you know you're missing a ton. You still I, if he shouldn't pass up any open looks by any yeah. stretch, but realize that you can probably be more dangerous as a decoy than you are a guy that's just mm. bricking up shots. And I don't. At some point he probably should and maybe this is a coaching thing too than him. They should have drawn up some plays to try to get Hoover more open because just clearly for whatever reason Fletcher just didn't have it Saturday and I agree with you, Dad. That is one of the worst because I was rooting hard for Wafford to pull that one out and yeah. they just couldn't. But uh Tony, what do you got? What do yeah. you got for your worst uh, of the first I got, weekend?
1: I got two. I got an A and a B. My first one <laughs> My first one is Dana Altman. And so he just sticks in my craw. He's doing a great job as a coach, and Oregon's done a great job. They're, you know, they're the bracket buster. If there's a bracket, the buster only
3: double digit seed to make it to the Sweet Sixteen, yeah, it's crazy.
1: Right? Um, and they they got on a roll. But you know what? I hate to watch him. I hate to listen to him. He's a sourpuss. Everything is bad. We can't play for shit. We can't do. We got. For... He's just such a. I would not if my son was six foot seven and a shooter. I would not send him to Oregon no matter what. Just the guy, just, just, he just grates on my nerves the way he <laughs> coaches basketball so negatively. Now, wasn't he almost an
3: Arkansas
0: Razorbacks head coach? He, the way yeah, it was Day the fact was, that he accepted and then turned, turned down the Arkansas Razorback yeah. job? Does that have anything it to might, do with that, Tony? I think it still, has a lot
3: to do with it.
1: Um, it might, but still. I just – he's just not fun to watch as a coach. Now, his teams are phenomenal. I love watching Oregon teams, and and Prestige Worldwide has made several, and some other person on this podcast made several hundred dollars on Oregon in a Calcutta. However – it's just you know I just hate to watch Dan Altman love Oregon hate to watch hate to, hate to watch him I hate to watch well him. I think his uh yeah.
3: he might respond to that as, as, as with you being a, a Razorback fan he might just say at least you're still watching him
1: at least yeah, he's at least still out still there him. and playing damn right I I got nothing <laughs> to say it's just a personal thing for me I just can't yeah. I just don't <laughs> like watching him. Uh, he may be great at parties, you know. He get him off the court. Be the I don't know. The when show, I see Dana Altman, I don't think party him. guy. I just can't stand watching him on the sidelines. So, and my my one B, <laughs> my one B worst is the state of Mississippi in basketball. up <laughs> Pete, That was just a poor showing. Uh, Ole Miss just got obliterated by Oklahoma, and yeah, they did. I don't know what happened there, but then in Mississippi State to to let the in-and-out burger folks come back here, just <laughs> ridiculous so the, whole, yeah, the whole
3: state of right. mississippi just let everybody down in their basketball The whole, whole freaking
1: state the whole freaking state
3: so. lj do you have do you have a worst of the weekend I, I was you really came out of left field with your best and i loved it so i i, I don't know what to expect yeah. now what? yeah i can't wait for this well one. i do have a worst i do have a worst is it orange um, vanilla coat? so because <laughs> that yeah. could be your worst. Uh, uh, I'm, oh I'm God. so sick of a orange <laughs> yeah. vanilla coke. I've never even had one before and I'm sick of it.
2: Actually, no, that does. I got two worse. That that bad announcer commercial, that's oh, the shittiest God, commercial I've seen. Yeah, in a it's long terrible. Time. I'm oh, so God. sick and tired of it. Is that Phil? The guy's name is yeah, Phil? Yeah. Oh, gosh. It, we're why giving him to too much airtime already. Screw, screw that. it was awful. Sake, why yeah, would I agree. We will not put that in the show notes because I do not want them to get a view. No, I agree. Ugh. But also, so we had like uh, we have a, an ESPN and a CBS uh, uh, bracket pool. Right. And so I looked at the tagline from last year and it was bet you can beat LJ kind of sarcastically saying that I'm the worst at this because I don't know anything. <laughs> so I looked at last year's scores and I think I actually did better than everybody else uh, besides uh, Mr. Green on the podcast here. Um, so I was feeling relatively confident. And so I took that off and changed what it was. And, uh, and then some drunk asshole got a heart, uh, a hold of my, uh, my bracket and put Seton Hall in the final four. So, <laughs> so, so, uh, I'm sitting right there at the bottom of our scores, uh, and, uh, I not super that.
3: proud of it. That. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's funny. <laughs> that drunk asshole, whoever put Seton Hall drunk in there, really screwed you, LJ. <laughs>
2: I don't know who who changed my bracket after I had the perfect bracket, but man, it was Phil. It got me good. It was it was that damn Phil. <laughs> that damn Phil. Yeah, maybe
0: so, maybe so. <laughs> hey, now have y'all heard that there is ESPN or somebody? There is one perfect one. bracket, one, and it's there. the first. It's the one, furthest
3: anyone's ever reached.
0: First it, yeah, ever to Sweet Sixteen, perfect. Wow, they've got they got
3: everybody in the Sweet Sixteen. One wow. perfect bracket.
1: That's insanity.
3: I think I read, Uh, now I'm going to, I probably shouldn't say it now. I think there was a a Google or a Duke professor did the math and the the odds of getting a perfect bracket is one in 9.2 quintillion, I think was the number he said. I believe it. And and that that came out to nine, a two, and a bunch of commas and a bunch (laughs) of zeros, a lot.
1: (laughs) You know, (laughs) you know the bad thing about that? Because that person, let's just say that person gets all the way and has the first perfect bracket at 9.2 quintillion. Sure. They just want to trip to the final four. You know, how bad is that? They ought to bit like a billion, zillion dollars or something like that, but they're sure. going to win a final because they did it on ESPN <laughs> or CBS. Congratulations. Yeah. You just hit the highest odds ever of anything <laughs> on the planet, and you're going to the 2020 Final Four. Congratulations. You're going, yeah, you're going, going to, really apples, go to Minneapolis. <laughs> In the first week of April. <laughs> <laughs> good for you. That's a mini-apple. <laughs> apple You know, that's like five, that's like five Powerball winners. That's, that's, it's like, you could win the Powerball twice. That's like getting struck by lightning
3: while winning the lottery and getting bitten by a shark all at the same time. Absolutely, and still
1: be less than that. And, congratulations and you're
3: going to, going, to your going to Minneapolis, baby. Pack your bags. Nailed
2: it. What an observation. Back, you're That's back. great.
3: <laughs> all right, well, my worst of this week was it's got to be. and So the NCA is putting on the biggest thing they do all year, and it's its great. Everyone loves March Madness making the brackets. And somehow the NCA just completely screws up they're is running their social media is just a total doofus and they put out the video you've probably seen the commercial too but they did the it's a day in the life and it was like a, a student athlete a day in the life of a student athlete and it's this guy and basically it's just the video is actually kind of cool like the editing on it was really cool the transitions they used the song was even pretty neat but yeah. it got crushed and roasted all over social media because every athlete was like um, that is the easiest life of a student athlete I've ever seen in my life. Like, where's the 6 a.m. weights? So where's the film? Yeah. Where, Where's everything else yeah. he's got to do? And then actually one athlete, Emmanuel Acho from Texas, put out like he's works at ESPN now, but he, he did like a remake. He's like the real life of an athlete. And it was a pretty good video. Yeah. I'll post both of them to our show notes. But then if that wasn't bad enough, the NCAA thought, you think that was dumb, we can do better. There's some inside the NCAA, I don't know what, it's a verified account. Ran by someone at the NCAA. They tweeted word for word this is what they said The NCAA provides free Wi Fi to student athletes at all of the team hotels during D1 Men's Basketball Championship.
1: <laughs> Whoa! You don't say. Wow. Oh, shit. You know what? Get you out of You know what? I- I-
2: all that God. pay the player stuff I've been on about, they actually should just drop the scholarship. Yeah. That's, oh, these damn, that's the, a deal.
3: These darn spoiled <laughs> athletes, they get free Wi-Fi at every hotel. That actually, I don't know if they realize this, every hotel usually gives free Wi-Fi with the hotels. So I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was just every the dumbest Anthony tweet I've, I've ever seen. wi <laughs> Maybe all that proves is that the NCAA doesn't know that they had they don't have to pay extra for that. Like some somebody housed them, charged them thousands of dollars for the free Wi Fi.
3: Yeah, that's that's did. the thing. Whoever like they, if they do a deal with Hilton or whoever, they've been getting charged for Wi Fi. They're the only person still in America getting charged for Wi Fi.
1: <laughs> they got the upgrade. They got the upgrade to a little bit higher Wi Fi. <laughs> Oh,
2: fantastic. They're using the 5G, not the 2.4 oh, or 2.7. <laughs> I,
1: I want to know.
3: I Honestly, I thought when I saw it, because I, I went back to go look at it because I thought maybe that like, because I did see it was inside the NCAA, but I thought maybe that's not like a verified account. And that's just some random account and someone's trying to be funny. No, like someone yeah. with the NCAA thought, let's tweet this out. You know what we should tweet yeah. out? <laughs> while we're sitting here, while the NCAA is making a billion dollars on the tournament, and they're, they are literally are making a yeah. billion a year, and they just signed a $10.8 billion contract with CBS Sports and Turner Broadcasting. Someone's like, well, all these guys that say pay the players, why don't you take this? <laughs> We give all the players free Wi-Fi at the hotel. Free Wi-Fi. <laughs> and I guarantee you
2: like 16, 17, probably parody NCAA Twitter accounts hung up their boots that day because you are not going to get can- any better than the real deal.
1: <laughs> golly, <laughs> and golly, then I did Chief see... I, I think I'll play basketball for Hofstra. you get that free Wi-Fi. <laughs> and, that,
3: and that brought straight to... Uh, I wanted to share – Kelvin Sampson told a story after he's coaching Houston now and after their first round win, he was mm-hmm. talking about uh, – someone asked him about the NCAA and, and some of the – and I don't think – I don't know how you fix the whole pay for players. We've talked about this before. There's a There there might be a solution out there, but I'm not smart enough to come up with it. But he was telling the story about how uh, an unnamed player on his team, you didn't want to say who it was, but their parents called and said that we couldn't afford to fly to get to Tulsa and we can't afford a, t- a hotel – because we don't know if we need to stay two nights or one nights, so and we just can't afford it, and so they couldn't come to the game. And they asked, "Could we sleep on our son's room? Like sleep on his floor?" Because that's really like we slept on plenty wow. of floors. Can we just sleep on his floor so we can watch our son play in the biggest moment of his life? Mm-hmm. And he can't because that's NCAA rules: no one but the no one but wow. the student athlete can stay in the room. Yeah. So okay, yeah. it's double. Really, you don't have to pay the guys, but at least find a way for the family, immediate family, to go watch yeah. their kids play. I mean, you're making billions of yeah. dollars tenfold it just
1: can the boosters just couldn't the mm-hmm. boosters have helped out with that Is possibly that a, but then know. you
3: start getting into stuff about you're helping out the athlete i mean you yeah. get like you're helping out like reggie bush's family and and
0: yeah well i don't know well i mean boosters drop off bags of money at parents houses so <laughs> <of them before laughs> that's why, that's why we're <laughs> tickets
1: to tulsa who the hell's gonna check on that because how yeah. I many people are going to tulsa anyway come on here's two tickets to tulsa <laughs> go ahead <laughs> Well, that's why it'll be a big red flag. Well, hey, hey, Fred, we've got two tickets to Tulsa here. We should check this out. There's there's some wrongdoings if, here. If yeah, if you're if whatever,
3: if the bag that's getting dropped off at at your at your star athlete's parents' house uh, is is two tickets to Tulsa, then y'all need to do better negotiation. There's got to be a better bag you can get. Yeah. You're and the NCAA cuts the Wi-Fi then and there. <laughs>
2: Check with
0: Arizona or LSU.
3: <laughs> it's yeah. All right. Well, we brought it up. Dad brought it up on his uh, best earlier. But let's get into a little bit. The the first the first the weekend there was a lot of blowouts and a lot of games weren't great. But one of the games that was great and an instant classic was that Duke UCF game where uh, Duke beating the the fighting the fighting Dawkins out there Johnny and Aubrey seventy seven to seventy six uh I'll just start out start out with you, Pops. What'd you think about that game and and what was your takeaway? you know my immediate thought
0: is I mean you know of course i think I said this on a text, and these stats don't come to you know w's and l's but i mean u c f should have won the game. They really should have i mean Dawkins had the chance to, to to somebody else had the chance to tap that in, and then Dawkins had the chance yeah. uh to put it back, and they were down by one now with that said that now I think that comes down wasn't that the game where they had to review if it yeah. hit the, the rim or not to reset the shot clock. And they went ahead and gave those guys the points. They gave Taco. So, how big I mean, is I guess Taco? Bad, bad cause. <laughs> he's he's God. huge. eight foot, Seven four foot six. Wingspan. I mean, I think he stood on his tippy toes <laughs> to dunk. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I guess bad calls go both ways. It wasn't, you know, big deal, but boy, and, and you brought up something, Kevin, maybe that'll be good for Duke. Cause I do think, although I worry about their three point shooting, they're not a great three point shooting. No. Duke's not, but to get a scare like that might wake them up. Like you better play. You never know. See, what, I kind
3: of think, uh, I kind of think happen. that game was, uh, I think Johnny Dawkins and UCF just showed – I think it shows the the nation and the rest of the, the bracket still left. Like, the blueprint. Duke, yeah, Duke's not the, the hell beaters everyone thinks they are. They're very beatable, and yeah. they can't make a three. If you watch, go back towards that end of that game, Taco was in there, and he was guarding. They put him on Trey Jones, the point guard for Duke, and he just didn't go out there. He just sat in the paint and was like, if he wants to shoot, he can shoot. And Duke wouldn't shoot with him. And I think people are going to start guarding them like that. They're just going to say, if you can beat us with threes – then you win. And I, Duke will win a game or two hitting threes because, I mean, guys get hot, and it happens. But if, if out of the next four games, you're saying there's not going to be one where they go on a cold spell, and they're just going to have to hope that R.J. Barrett and Zion Williamson pull it out. And they did. They found a way this past weekend. But uh, what do you think, Tony? What was your thoughts on that game?
1: Man, it was a great game, and I, I am the next chance I get to have a child. I'm going to name him Taco. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> but not... Oh, my
0: no, God. I, I hope you're done having I kids. I think <laughs> I'm done. There, there'd have to be a medical
1: miracle for that to occur. So, uh, <laughs> But but I would love to name somebody Taco. Uh, but, but they, I, I think UCF is uh, – I, I, we may talk about this later. I think this, this tournament is the death of the mid-major. Uh, and because I think the rest of the, the power conferences have caught up with that. But um, I think UCF was a great example of a really good team that didn't get a lot of notoriety because of where they played. Uh, I had UCF winning their game and, and one of the most underrated. They should have probably been a seven or a six seed uh, with the way that the their schedule was and what they had played. So really good team. Uh, and it was fun to watch. And man, just the... And this is what I love about college basketball, and I, I may have texted you guys about this. That roll of the basketball off of the rim at the very end of that game, that's how close that game was. And you know what? Mm-hmm. You don't see that in a lot of sports where you get that so close, getting game after 40 minutes of just sweat and yeah. blood and family versus family and stuff, all the stuff going on. And a basketball just slowly rolls off the rim, and that's the difference. And that's 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 what games are really about. That's that's what athlete, athletic, athletic events are really all about. It that was fun. That was fun.
3: So, do you like college yeah. basketball better than pro basketball
1: because uh, of because they're all invested in the game? And I don't know that every pro athlete, in my opinion, in basketballs, I don't know they're always invested in the outcome of the game. And you see these kids. I don't see other than. Michael Jordan, LeBron James crying over a basketball. I've never seen anybody get that emotional about a win or a loss in a tournament. Right. And I know pro athletes are, it's different, but I just don't see them vested as these kids are in these games. They're, they're kids that are playing. These games are truly invested in the game. And you can say, yeah, as opposed
2: to adults doing their job. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you can say Zion's a one and done and Barrett's out and tacos out and you know, they're just in and out, but you know what, while they're there, they're there. They're not playing professionally. They could be overseas doing doing the ball family thing. They could be doing a lot of different stuff, but they're here putting it down on the floor, and, and I just think it's more fun to watch.
3: I just, I the product's just better. I mean, there's so many of these college games where you see, and part of what makes March Madness so great and the tournament so great is when coaches completely screw up like Rick Barnes was doing at Tennessee, like we talked about, or, or when uh, players screw up and they start, they don't realize you need to waste time, like, Some of the times, like they'll be up at one point, and I'm go. We're going back to that Tennessee game again, but at one point they were up by 15 with less than like five minutes left. Like just, just if you just wasted all 30 seconds every time and just jacked up a shot and missed it, you're probably not going to lose. But they were turning the ball over and shooting themselves in the foot. So I, the product's not as good as far as basketball and coaching in college, but that's also kind of the intrigue too. Is no, no, like all these games, even when it was 10 points with like two minutes left, you're like, I've seen crazier. Uh, all it takes is these 18 year olds to start letting it slip and that avalanche falls and they just start screwing up and they have a comeback so i don't i don't know which one i like better i do love the NCAA tournament but as a whole i think just the product of basketball is so much better NBA. yeah i did want to bring up to you guys and i i don't know it's might not be something as as a i mean i'm a razorback fan but i'm also a, a duke I, I i've always been a duke fan well for a long time i think coach <laughs> k might be losing it Am I crazy on that?
1: Yeah, uh, he got he got
3: ex- he got out coached in that game, and they never had an answer. They just hope mm-hmm. it looked like. And he's done this all year. I've watched a lot of Duke. It looks like he just hopes that R.J. Barrett and Zion just out athlete everybody. And I mean, it's got him to the number one overall seed, but he doesn't do a whole lot of coaching. It doesn't seem like like even late in that game, they they were falling apart down the end and it took Zion making an incredible play going at taco and and making that and one and then missing the free throw and RJ Barrett there might have been a hook on the other side and RJ Barrett might have pushed off and it was such a Duke way to win I know all the people who don't like Duke Pryor so annoyed that they won off missing their free throw getting their own rebound going up and then that ball rolling out it just I don't think coach I think it's about time for him to to call up his boy Gronk and they should both retire because I think Coach K might be losing a little bit as far as his coaching ability.
0: Yeah, you might be on to something there. You might. I mean, Johnny Dawkins, I'd kind of like to have him at Arkansas Razorbacks, (laughs) but
1: he's probably going to be the next Duke coach. He's He's probably... I think they're... The rumor has always been that Dawkins is the next Duke coach, and uh, he's been getting his experience as he's moving around. But uh, Chisesky, you just never know. He could be like Bayheim, and he's just coaching. But I think I, I disagree with you a little bit, Kevin, in that the thing about Chisesky that I've, I've watched and has been, he's been so good at is he coaches to the type of team that he has. I've seen him be very hands-on up and down the court, really getting into them, and that, that type, kind of team response. I've seen him do this as well, where he sat down longer than I've ever seen him sit down in a basketball game this last one yeah. because he let them play, and that's the kind of team he's got. And so he kind of works through that. So I don't know if it's – I just think he tries to read the type of team lets those guys yeah. play.
3: And there's something to that, there's something to that as, as a coach, is just knowing the, the roster that you have and how they react to certain things. And maybe they won't react to you just yelling at them and going crazy like Tom Izzo did. Or maybe they uh, some guys do react to that. Like that kid that Tom Izzo yelled at the next day, the next game, he came out and played his best game uh, in the past couple of weeks. Yeah. So, it, obviously, he reacted well to it. I think the best coaches know how their guys oh. react, I guess. Hey,
1: yeah, that, while we're talking, just real quick. I, if Arkansas gets a new coach, which I d- hope they don't, I like Mike Anderson, but I'd like to have Buzz Williams because, man, he can wear a vest. You know, most guys yeah. can pull off wearing a vest. <laughs> this guy pulls off wearing a vest, man. I just love watching this guy coach. He's up and down, he's talking, and he's got that nice little vest with the little tie. It's awesome, man. Buzz Williams, <laughs> I like
3: him. That's what he should put on his resume next time he's looking for a coaching job. Just be like – have you seen me in a, just a picture of him in a vest? They a don't, vest. don't even send a resume; <laughs> in a just send a full picture of him in a vest. Send me in a vest. That's that's it, man. <laughs> I think that, that's all right. Well, as as we start wrapping up a little bit, I wanted to kind of throw around to you guys, and I'll, I'll start with you, Tone. Who's the team now that you see as a wh- now that we're down to sixteen? Who's the team you see as a real contender moving forward that you maybe? didn't see as a, like you didn't have him as a real threat to the final four and championship beforehand.
1: I am going to say, um, gosh, it's hard for me to decide between these two, but I, uh, Michigan has really, um, impressed me in these first two games, uh, uh, playing a different style in both situations, um, they're big, but they can shoot. They're fast. This Peel kid can really light it up from the outside, and I didn't realize he was that prolific a shooter. Uh, their point guard can drive the lane. He's a smaller kid, but he really takes control. I, I like I like Michigan's chances coming up out of that West that West bracket because uh, mm-hmm. Texas Tech I think as great as it is uh, as as far as uh, they're very well coached. Uh, but I, I still like the way Michigan is playing and doing that. And this, my the second one is, uh, I think Virginia Tech is riding their shit really? with this Robinson kid, <clears throat> and they beat Duke at home. Uh, I think you know, they made without, without Zion, Zion.
0: With, and without without Robinson. Zion. So they'll both yeah.
1: have those guys back on a neutral <clears throat> floor it's in DC. Uh, so I, I I think that'll be an interesting matchup. And but but I, of the t- I still think Michigan has the best shot to get through and get into the final four and, and, and final game.
3: Well, I, I'll go ahead and go. I'm right there with you. I did not – I thought Michigan was decent, but I did not see them as a, a real contender, and I completely overlooked them. That team, they impressed the hell out of me this weekend. And what uh, – Beeline, is that his name, the coach there? That yeah. He must just be a hell of a coach because they're they were in the championship last year. They were in the championship just a few years ago with Trey Burke. I mean, they're – constantly making runs to the to the final four and i was looking at that roster i think i read some stat that since 2013 since he got to the michigan or in the past uh what six years now they're like 17 and 5 in the ncaa tournament and 16 and 5 in big 12 tournaments with two titles so that they, they just perform in march and then that roster they have this year tony you touched on it but that that point guard, uh, I think his name's Z- is it Xavier Simpson. I know his last name is yeah. Simpson. I can't Simpson, remember for yeah. sure his first yeah. name. I think that's right. But Simpson and Matthews both at the guard spots. Both those guys were on the team last year that went to the championship. And then you mentioned uh, the the dude pull peel. He lights it up from the outside. Mm-hmm. And that Brass D- Dacus guy, he can really score. If either one of those two guys gets hot, I mean, yeah, they and can they light better-
1: up the, they can light it up. Yeah, and they've got a true big man, and there's not many true then, big men out there anymore. Yeah,
3: and that, that big old that up. big old seven foot Teskey or whatever his yeah, name is. He just pesky. he's not I mean, like a he's not, uh, yeah, he's not amazing by any stretch, but he's ju- he just knows how to be a big man, yeah. and that point guard yeah. knows how to get him the ball, and I I think yeah. they could really be scary down the yeah. stretch. That that's a and, team that yeah. I overlook completely. Yep.
1: Yeah. And they had a taste last year, and they want to go back. They didn't get it all. Nova beat them. I, I, I really like them. I think they're
3: pops. What about you? Is there a team that wasn't on your radar? That are you the same? We, we did not.
0: <laughs> we did not plan this, listeners. But I, 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 would, I would tell you, Michigan has, I think, two guards that'll play at the next level, and I do think I'm, I'm a big Beeline fan. I think he is a fantastic coach. I what like did he him do before Michigan?
3: Where, where, where else has he been? We'll see
0: he he was at like canacious but he played at a he, he had a couple of uh because i looked it up he had a couple of d1 schools uh virginia tech maybe surprisingly yeah. enough
1: uh, I, I thought he was somewhere out maybe west where he where he coached coming to michigan uh
0: um, put you
3: guys on spot but
0: anyway but i i Go think ahead. like it, well i think i think it's virginia tech look at look at look at it up but um I just think I I, kind of like a little bit of Oregon. They've surprised me, and I think they're getting hot at the right time. Um, I think they're a possibility. They're the lowest seed remaining, so I mean, they're one to easy to pick that you know yeah. you wouldn't have expected. But but Michigan's the one I'm yeah. kind of hanging my hat on, and I do have <laughs> interior motives because we money we have a little money riding, Michigan. riding on. Hell, Michigan, I think that money's in a good spot uh, at least right uh, now. Together, yeah. So yeah, I think we got them pretty reasonable. I don't, we, I didn't see this coming, and didn't realize that you know I'd forgotten how far they got last year. So. Yeah.
3: A team, so, uh, I, a team I wanted Wolverine. to get, by the way, I looked up. He was previously at West Virginia, so you were, you were close. West Virginia. Uh, another close. team that I'm just no longer going to doubt anymore coming into the, the tournaments is Leonard Williams and his Florida State teams. It's two years in a row now where I just thought, I watched them earlier in the season, and I wasn't all that impressed. And then come tournament time, they go about 10 or 12 guys deep. They're mm-hmm. all long. They're all athletic. They're – they're confident, and I think that's the thing about him. As I watch him early, he plays so many guys that he a lot of guys are getting minutes. And early, those guys aren't early in the season; they're not really true to form. And by the time March rolls around, if if they can get into the tournament, they are dangerous because all ten any guy can come in and light it up at any point. And when you're playing games, especially when they play games like the past weekend and this one coming up, whether it's in all these weekends where you're having to play, if you win, you play every other game. You got a day's rest, and your back at it. It helps when you can go 12 deep. And speaking right. of Leonard Williams, yeah. how old do y'all think Leonard, Leonard Williams – or Leonard, Leonard Hamilton, Hamilton, sorry, yeah. you got the name wrong. How old do y'all think Leonard Hamilton is? He's 70.
1: He's 70? 70,
3: 70 yeah, he's years old, child. and he looks really good for 70. Really like When any. I looked him up and I saw he was 70, I was like, boy, I thought he was 55. <laughs> I mean, I, he was – Like, like Coach K looks, looks, he's 72, and he looks like the years have been a little tough on him. Yeah, Leonard Leonard Hamilton still looks young. And
1: Leonard Hamilton's got that LJ stuff working for him, man. He's got that young thing going on. (laughs) Looks good. (laughs) That's the game.
3: That's the game I cannot wait to watch is that Gonzaga Florida State game, a rematch from last year. And I just think both those teams are good. That is going to be so fun to watch. Damn. He does look for amazing. seventy years for, old. Like, go look geez. at him. It's, it was,
1: it's, yeah. When I
3: saw that, I thought Wikipedia had a typo on it, and then I looked up a little more. I was like, "No, that's that's <laughs> correct." Damn. Oil, Hamilton. oil of Olay. Hmm. <laughs> wow. LJ, I know, well, I know. Uh, I, you're you're uh, probably pretty upset that Seton Hall. Isn't still, isn't still playing, but is there, is there a team now that, now that Seton Hall is out and you can throw that contender out we all thought they were going to be a a real contender, but uh, who's someone, who's someone you like moving forward? That was a real
2: bracket breaker for all of us. (laughs) uh, I will say that I don't think the listener is, is going to care about my expertise on which teams to watch out for. So uh, I do want to throw out a little bit of an offshoot. I did not expect the Bonehammer clan to come out so hard in our bracket challenge. I mean, it is littered with Cindy's and Jacob's and Tony's all over our top 10. And uh, it's just, it was unexpected. So, you know, I think maybe late next February, I'm going to ask what the greens are up just to. Just go have dinner. Go, go yeah, have, have dinner I with the greens. Advice.
1: Dinner with the greens. Yeah. yeah come on. So, we'll so that's who I wanted to shout well. out.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. Late, late February next year, we just need to all go have dinner over at the Green's house and just try to soak up as much. No, as No, 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 no,
1: no, no. I already called dibs, so You guys don't it's get to. You guys, we're going to take that drunk Seton Hall writing mother out. Man, he's he's not going to be there next year. We'll we'll take care of that. We'll take care of that. Oh, well, boy. and while
2: I got the floor, I did want to ask, uh, Dad, have you got a? Yeah. Have you got any Pit Snuggle nominees that we should be watching out for? I had we'll next? one, and he's we'll out. You know, I. Oh,
0: no. And he's out. Yeah. <clears throat> Kevin came up with one. I mean, could, I mean, could Taco? Could Taco? Oh, I mean, he's really not a, a pit snoggle kind of guy. Uh,
3: but the guy for uh, yeah, Liberty. his name was was, Liberty look, Let me look or? his name up real quick just to make sure. Yeah, like three his name names. was. Uh, Mayo was his first name. Where's he at? It, my computer's not working good. All right, we're gonna th- There's not just Mayo, a stand down. Uh he is he is uh, a, a big yeah. okay. he's a little big man. He was he's six foot five. He looks short when he's cause he plays like a, as a big man for him. So he looks short yeah. up against like these other big guys who are six ten. But he is six foot five and all. It says two fifty five on Liberty site, but he's all of that two fifty five. That boy is—he's a round man. Some weight,
1: He's good. And, yeah, and he's
3: light on his loafers too. There was a play where he caught one and made a little spin move and and did a little uh, euro step. I was like, "Whoa, Baxter Bell!" Baxter Bell, dude. Yeah,
1: he, and he does. He, he was a matchup problem. Yeah, he was perfect. What are you
3: I was texting dad. He was perfect for the pit snog award because he does all those little bitty things. He boxed, he did one box out where he boxed a dude all the way out to the team's bench. And then the next time he had a great pass. And then the next, the next possession, he did that little spin move. I was like, this guy just has it all. And then I bet, I bet he tore up some in and out after that first win. I bet they went to in and out.
1: Maybe he got it out. We closed. No, no, no more. Uh, well, I wish we could find a, oh, an award for uh, Wooten from Oregon. I, you know, he is probably dealing with concussions syndromes for the number <laughs> of times he hit his head on the backboard jumping up to block shots. I mean, you know, this guy, I can, was... I
3: can relate to that issue personally. <laughs> <Can> you
1: know, <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah, on the, I hit, nerd, go, on the, <laughs> on the Well, go? it was so funny because I was listening. I was watching the game, and the broadcasters were like, "They, they said, okay, well, Wooten really got up, and 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 he must have hit the backboard. He hit the backboard with his hand, and they and I said, let's replay that again because the back the backboard was moving. And so they went and looked at it. It's like, oh, no. And you see him. He's ducking like this. It's his and head. his head hits the bottom <laughs> of the backboard. And they're like, oh, my God. That was his head. And he is He is crazy. Cra- crazy he, he, athletic. He
2: should get the Jason Witten should have worn a helmet yeah. award. <laughs> exactly.
3: <it may> <laughs> we just need to put Wooten in one of those like sparring helmets. You know, it's yeah. not like a helmet helmet, but it's just a little padding around.
1: Yeah, he needs well, a. He needs a hey, Smith we, drunken helmet. what he needs. I was say, we've got a buddy. That has to wear a drinking helmet now. <laughs>
2: yeah. Is that for, for real? For That's
0: real. For, real. Is that for real. I bet we can find a picture. Yeah, we'll have to get a picture, we'll get a picture and maybe put it on the
1: website. Yeah, I wish you make some bet, four, we, we can put the picture on it, I think. Yeah, he I he bet he's care. excited about that. He won't care.
3: <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys before we got out of here and – uh it's just mainly just to see i'm i'm kind of testing lj a little bit here but so the at this first weekend as we've mentioned it was kind of a chalk weekend where a lot of the uh, a lot of the higher seeds won and and we're in i think the top 3 seeds in every bracket made it to the sweet 16 for like the first time since 99 or something but i i started thinking where did the term chalk come from i understand like chalk where that came from but where did the term in sports come from like taking chalk do you got does anybody know cuz i looked it up
2: uh, yep i do know do you El? I honestly never heard the phrase before. S- this is the first day I've ever heard it. Oh, ah, we this well,
3: one, chalk. This would have been perfect, nope. dad. We should have I should have just acted like we had no clue and LJ probably would have had some bullshit yeah. answer and we could have called him out on it for the first time. <laughs> yeah, it was it was
2: because you guys <laughs> confidently knew it that I oh, well, come clean so. I should have
3: hesitated. So what, but, what is it, but, dad?
0: So that got started back in it really with horse racing days yeah. They used to do the odds on blackboards with chalk and the favorites would always be their odds would change a lot Yeah, they'd have to they change it all over the time so they'd have to rub it okay. out and change it so there'd be a lot of chalk around the favorites there'd be a lot of white and chalk around the favorites and that's why you get the saying let's go chalk go chalk yeah. is going the favorites it's So the horse,
3: so the horse that those odds kept changing yeah it became there you couldn't even see its name anymore because there was just so much chalk around it so they just called it chalk wow
1: that's cool that so was one of those go neat little chalk. F-
3: I was wondering because, yep. like, a, as it was going through, because I was sitting there saying it, I was—I think I might have been even texting dad or, or, maybe on the phone with him—and like three times, I'd noticed my, I noticed my—I caught myself saying, "Yeah, we should have just went chalk." It's been a real chalk tournament. And then I thought, I was like, "Why the hell do we say that?" Like, I just had no clue. I use it all the time. I had no clue. And then I looked it up. I was like, "Ah, <clears throat> makes perfect sense."
1: So, yeah. is there I, any way that's yeah. related to rock chalk, Jayhawk? Because that's that shit no. drives me <laughs> no. batty. I hate that phrase.
3: I think that's a totally
1: separate <laughs> right.
2: thing. Better or worse than gray uniforms. Just, Let's see. I don't
0: get it. I don't be get careful, it. LJ. Don't say. As the Box story
3: off. goes as the story goes, a, a chemistry a chemistry professor at the University of Kansas. Was uh, they passed the time by trying to create a rousing cheer? The sound of the train's wheels on the rail suggested a rhythm and a cadence to them. At first, the cheer was "rah rah Jayhawk," repeated three times, and then it eventually changed to that "rah rah" changed to "rock chop." Rock just chop. Just so so just mad bullshit. Yeah. Just Speaking stupid. of Kansas, okay. so if you look up Kansas, It's like a St. Louis mascot, yeah. so it's what ability. what are the what are the initials for Kansas? Dad? Can you? But if you look up Kansas, it's the University of Kansas. It's not Kansas University. But they're always KU.
2: Well, UK, UK is Kentucky. It, I don't know. But
3: I guess is it is it just because UK like did yeah. they just catch it first like that like the Arkansas University yeah. of Arkansas? That's why you call them U of A. They're not. Yeah. I, I just I, I never knew that. I started looking up and I typed in Kansas University and randomly it popped up and it said University of Kansas. Like, well, wait a minute. Why why do we call it KU? Yeah.
1: But it's always it's been University KU Kansas, as long I as
3: I can remember. I'm,
1: I'm sure there's a conspiracy behind it. Kevin, could you find out what that is? Uh, well, I, I know
3: one thing, if I can't find it, <laughs> I'll get behind it.
1: I, I'll get behind it in a heartbeat. <laughs> All
3: right, I think that'll about y'all have any other parting shots on basketball before we wrap up and, uh, touch on another topic. It was a great weekend. Oh, I just
2: wanted to mention that we kind of talked about how, uh, how the favorites have won out and, uh, and it's, uh, interesting that like, uh, our bonus points, we, we will not give out another bonus point in our bracket. Um, Which is a pretty ridiculous thing at this point, it seems to me, at least. Um, But so I went back to last year to see uh, if the if the bonuses were much more. And it turns out the average amount of bonuses we gave out this year was 10.9. The average amount of bonuses we gave out last year was 5.4. So there are a lot more underdogs winning this year than there were which is, uh,
0: last year. Well, which is going chalk, not the way actually, that I perceived but, that huh, happening. That's interesting.
3: La- yeah. Last year there was no twelve beaten fives, and this year I think there were three twelve over fives. So maybe that yeah. has something to do with the bonus points. But yeah. I it think that has a wild. lot
2: to do with it. I think I think definitely uh, there was there was at least one more under eight uh, or over eight getting into the Sweet Sixteen than it than we will have. Mm-hmm. For sure in this. So speak um, we'll have to we'll have to see how it plays. Speaking out,
3: of but. sixteen real quick, when when Virginia in that first round, when they were losing by like fifteen <laughs> in the first half to Gardner Webb, <laughs> how tight, how tight do you think those oh, sphinxers were oh when they were like God. there's no way we lose to there's another no damn way. sixteen this seed? Again.
2: Yeah. Make history and then repeat. You think yeah, they can I mean, repeat. <laughs>
3: I was you know, watching that, that game and I thought there's just no way no. they lose to a 16 seed two years in a row. Just if no they way. lost
1: two years in a row, I, yeah. I, if if I was the coach, I'd quit. i just. I don't <laughs> think you'd have to quit. <laughs> Up shit. Quit. I think that would they'd yeah. take care of that. <laughs> no, I think yeah, yeah, that would be the curse of the ages right there. Not that would have not <laughs> well, and you saw them, they came blasting out in their second game. man. Oh, yeah, they really I, I think
3: I don't I, I, honestly, I bet he didn't even have to say much at halftime. It was just like, just let the players say, like, there's no uh, their pride has to take over at some point and go, yeah. by yeah. God, there's no way we lose to a 16 seed again. It yeah. just cannot happen. <laughs> so, one good thing about all those uh, the higher seeds advancing, we get it's good basketball, Nate, This weekend coming basketball. up, it's gonna, I mean, it's really. Aside from Oregon, yeah. I would probably say, I mean, that fifteen of the top sixteen teams in the country before the tournament yep. are all still playing, yeah. which means we got some hell, of, some great yep. matchups coming up. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, the Virginia Tech Duke game and and the um, Auburn North Carolina game, don't blink. That's going to be fast don't and fun. I mean, blink that is... because there are going to be basketballs flying everywhere in that game. That should be that's. I'm probably looking forward to that game more than any other. Is that that Auburn, uh, that <clears throat> that Auburn, North Carolina game? Hell, oh, just to hear
0: Kenny and Charles talk that's smack gonna, to each other. I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah, oh, did different. you hear?
3: <laughs> did you hear? They were talking about making a bet. They were talking about making a bet, and they were like, we got to wear our old or we got to wear uh, each other's jerseys if it happens. Yeah. And they were like, one of them, I forget who it was. I think Cart Keller was like, Y'all going to wear your old jerseys back in your game warms? And Kenny Smith just about died laughing. He's like, I might can fit into mine, but there ain't no way Chuck's fitting into his jersey. Charles was like, no, that's not going to happen. And yeah, Chuck didn't even argue. Chuck was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah no, I ain't into that jersey. I, no. I promise you. That thing would probably look like funny. a sports bra on Chuck. Uh-huh. Right now.
1: <laughs> like a shimmy shirt. You remember those shimmy shirts we used to wear? That'd be a man. shimmy shirt. That's what that'd be. Oh, oh, oh man. man. That'd be fun, though. I can't get and last thing, man. Can can you not get enough of Charles Barkley? <laughs> I and mean, this is some of the best. Man. I, I have actually stopped watching a game so I could go watch halftime on one of the other stations so I could watch Chuck. It's just I, it, so, he's in his element. <laughs> if if he would put together a three hour clip of just him at halftime for NCAA's, I'd watch it. I'd buy it. I'm telling you, I'm
3: I'm kind of with you. There's a, there was one point where I had I had my <clears throat> dual screen action going to where I had the game over here and then this game ended. And they were at, like, they were, they went to the AT&T center or whatever post game. And I'm muted. I kept that game going. I forget which game it was, but I muted that game so I could listen to Chuck and Kenny and EJ <laughs> and Clark Kellogg all just giving each other. I mean, it's just so funny. They're they so are. good together. Yeah. I love them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Could could Gronk be the new Chuck for football? Could oh, football. It could the it Chuck happened? of football. Uh oh. The Chuck of football? Oh, info now, All right.
3: Thanks again, Uncle Tony, for popping on with us and talking some hoops. But now we want to switch over and go a different way. And LJ, you were telling us before we started recording that there's a little war going on between some streaming services. Can can you elaborate on that? Yeah, so
2: uh, there, there was a YouTube video released, I think, maybe hours before we started recording today. So by the time uh, this episode comes out, it might be even bigger news. But uh, Spotify has in a way declared war on Apple and uh, iOS and basically the entire uh, structure of the app store and Apple music. Um, So what had happened? Sounds like, like
3: this is like a,
2: (laughs) what happened? Uh, What happened was uh, the, the people at Spotify are kind of pissed off because Apple gets a 30% cut of every sale made through iTunes or uh, through the app app store. And so that means if you wanted to pay, uh, you know, for your what, what's a month of Spotify like eight dollars or something? Uh, yeah, it's like eight ninety nine, or I think the family plan is fourteen ninety nine. Yeah. Well, so let's imagine so. you got that eight ninety nine, so that's nine dollars. So spot, or so Apple's basically getting a three dollar cut of that deal <laughs> that you're making uh, from Spotify. So of course that's, I mean, so Spotify's getting six and a half bucks or something like that, like almost nothing. Yeah, I, I, of profit. Wait a minute. I didn't understand that. How, how are they getting that? Can you say that again? So Apple, any app, any sale you make through the app store or through your in-app purchases on, on an yes. iPhone or on an iPad, or, you know, I guess presumably on like the, uh, app store on your MacBook, Apple gets a 30% cutoff no matter what it is. So like if you're playing Angry Birds or whatever, and you're going to pay $2 for like, to be able to skip to the next level or something like that, then Apple gets 60 yeah. cents of that. Um, okay. And so if you're buying membership of Spotify through your Apple or yes, through the app store on Apple,
3: then they get a 30% cut of that, that purchase, which means that. So obviously Spotify is not a fan of losing that three bucks when someone. Right. It's a huge amount. And so
2: like what they don't want to do is they don't want to charge more for Apple users. Right. If you're, if you're using Spotify and I'm using Spotify on my Android, they don't want to charge you three more dollars than they're charging me because that feels like that would be a pretty bad deal. So they're a little pissed off about that. And then the other thing is uh, they're claiming that Siri uh, will not talk to Spotify no matter like they've they've asked for this and Apple will not comply. They want Siri to only talk to Apple Music. And so they feel that it's not fair that the the world that their uh, app is existing in is choosing to ignore them as often as possible when it comes to convenience. So they have basically said um, Apple's got a they, they've they essentially kind of called out to the public and said Apple's got a monopoly on everything you do with your iPhone and we don't like that you should try to help us change that what do you guys think about that Apple having a monopoly through their own service and is that okay is that fair or is that a bad thing well this is not unlike Microsoft like you know the internet right. explorer deal, right. right
0: it's exact same kind of thing right killed um,
2: Opera and Netscape I believe uh, by putting IE on there yeah the same
3: concept well so it's not surprising at all that apple makes their iphone as uh, way more compatible with apple music than spotify i get why they would try to do that sure i get why you
2: would is that fair is that okay to do
3: yeah that that yeah that i never thought about the the fairness of it because at first i'm like well yeah you want to make your products better but it does seem like it does seem a little. Unfair. It doesn't. It doesn't seem fair to me because it is kind of monopolized and made to where Spotify might have a better product, but for iPhone users, it's just way better to way better to use the the Apple Music instead of Spotify. I don't. I don't think it's fair. No, my answer is I. I, I didn't have a good way of art. This is how Kevin's brain works, and it's 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 an ugly <laughs> mess. But the the answer is no. I don't think that's fair. That that seems so. If I listen to Spotify
0: on a PC, yeah, um. I mean, I pay Spotify through PayPal. So Apple's not getting any of my payment. Yes.
2: Uh, that's true in this case. Yeah. But if you wanted to say say you don't already subscribe to Spotify, um, and yes. then you're like, Well, I keep hearing LJ and Kevin talk about this Spotify. Maybe some of our listeners want to listen to our playlist, right? And they so then they go into the app store and try to download Spotify and they see that it costs eight ninety nine and then they get eight ninety nine a month subscription. And instead of going through the Spotify website to make an account, they're just going to do it through their iPhone. Well, since Spotify doesn't want to look like a dick that's charging $15 uh, for just a single user, then uh, they're losing a huge cut of their profits uh, trying to make sure that when the Apple user, uh, the Apple user doesn't go to his Android friends and find out that he's being gypped and blame it on Spotify. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. But it seems like then if I, if, if Apple is the platform
0: that I prefer to use, yeah. which it is for so many people, yeah. then maybe they shouldn't charge thirty percent. They should, you know, charge just ten percent because they do have the best platform.
2: They are, it seems like they
3: already. Arguably, I mean, that's arguably break, some you know. people.
2: We'll, well, but but we'll tell I think you. that would be an argument for them being able to charge thirty percent, right? I mean, that would be well it, because then you have if you have the best platform, which I disagree with, but I think that's a totally reasonable opinion to have. But if you do have the best platform, then I think maybe you should be able to charge a premium for driving on my privatized road. You know what I mean? Yeah, and maybe best is not right, but the most
0: prevalent platform maybe is what I you know. You reach a lot of
2: users through Apple, for sure. There's no doubt about it.
0: Because I know now, and I think probably, maybe you, LJ, turned me on to it. I think I use Google Chrome more now than IE or certainly more than Firefox or Safari. Sure, sure. so, I feel like that is the easiest platform for me to use. So, I think Google Chrome is the best IE platform.
2: Yeah. Yeah. At best internet browser. Yeah. 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 When I say IE, yeah, I'm, I'm right. yeah, yeah. That's not really correct. You're Xeroxing either. it. You're uh, Velcroing yeah, I do it. I'm right doing exactly. There. Actually, that's yes, exactly. That's another topic. Maybe we talk about here in a second if you're interested. But anyway, um, so, so I guess maybe a metaphor to put this on, though, is like, um, imagine you're in a small town and, um, and for some reason, all of the roads to the Walmart get demolished. Um, and there's like there's a, a ton of businesses around Walmart, right? There's there's like the local shops and there's the local restaurants and stuff like that. And then Walmart pays money to rebuild the roads to get to all of those uh, local businesses and their Walmart. Now, should they be able to charge you to use the road that they built to get to all the things that somebody else created? I mean, if they pay for the road, you know? Yeah. I mean, if they... I mean it is Apple's platform, right? I mean, that's kind of the my gut is like it feels like if they created this platform, they should be able to basically make whatever we as users should be able to say, well, that's not fair to Spotify. Let's maybe not support that. But that's that's our decision as the users to not use that road.
3: Yeah, I'm trying to think. So, like, if, if Apple tried to just like big dog Spotify and go, okay, then take your shit off our app store. You can just you can make it to where no iPhone users can use Spotify. As, a, as for me personally, like I, I'm a Spotify user, I'll probably, I'm not going to uproot and get a new, cause like Apple does, it makes it to where my watch goes with my phone, which my phone goes yeah. with my computer. And so I'm not going to get all new yeah. equipment just cause I like Spotify. I'll probably just go, okay, well now I need to start making playlists on Apple music and drop my Spotify playlist. Right. So Spotify well, so is not going to go. Is
2: that fair then that now Apple has basically uh, the ability to decide every single product that you use? If that's the case, if you're not going to uproot and change for anything, then unless we I mean, say that it's for wrong something for them maybe, to charge for that but, road, I mean, if they wouldn't charge, if you couldn't go to ESPN, then maybe you'd look at CBS Sports, you know, like whatever they want you. It's it's net neutrality, except done on a on an app store. You know, we talked about net neutrality well, a little bit before.
3: Isn't isn't there something going on a little bit with Google where Google, uh, like, so people claim Google like puts the search that they like when you search something your results are what Google wants the results to be, not just what fits your search the best. So like people can, you can pay Google to make sure the search has come oh, up. Oh yeah. Right.
0: You can pay certain fees to make sure yours comes up in the top. Right. So it's- well, you can
2: certainly, you can certainly buy ads on Google with uh, keywords. And so when you search on Google without like an ad block on, who would ever have an ad block on that? I don't think that's, <laughs> um, but if you do search without an ad block on, then you'll find that there are generally the first two results are uh, shown as advertisements. And it will say, so. Google does call it
3: promoted too. Like you'll see, here's the first thing, but like in gray, you'll see, and it's not like hidden. You can tell it says promoted. So, you know, this wasn't just the clear search.
0: Well, I wonder, is this similar to, you know, I I have an American Express card and I have a MasterCard and there are... Many places, I I wouldn't say many, but there are a significant number of places that will not take an American Express because I happen to know, because I'm in the retail business, American Express charges a higher fee than a MasterCard does. And I get more rewards on my American Express. So I'm encouraged to use my American Express because I get free rooms at Hilton, you know, from time to time. But many vendors I go to go, no, I'm sorry, we don't take American Express. We'll take that MasterCard. So- Right. They have the right to do that. So Spotify has the right to take their app off the Apple platform, but there's a price they're going to pay for that too.
2: Well, and I think that's kind of the thing too, is now Apple has got Kevin up the creek where it's going to cost him a few thousand dollars to change from American Express to another card. You could just use your other card, but Kevin is invested right into his Apple products. So like they maybe have way too much control, right? But I gave them that control by choosing to buy all my Apple shit. I mean, I know, but now you can't go back like you just can't go back unless you're willing to invest a ton of money. Like, does that feel like they should have that kind of power? I mean, I agree with you. I think there's like I I, I don't know what to think, I think is what it comes down to, because there is like Mm -hmm. a, a question of like, do you just let the free market do what the free market does? But then if Apple wanted to, they could crush every other app on the market and make you use only Apple products. And then they could also hide the terms and conditions and not tell you everything your phone's doing. Apple also,
3: I believe it's, I haven't seen that they were doing a big announcement today. And as we're recording, this is Monday night. And I believe the big announcement was going to be them finally announcing the streaming service they're coming out with, like to rival Netflix. And so what if Apple makes it to where my computer and I probably will, they'll probably make it to where my computer streams, Apple stream or whatever they're calling it way easier than it streams. Netflix and Hulu. And well, then yeah, I'm you going will be able to where- just
2: ask your laptop to turn on Always Sunny, and it'll happen, as opposed to using your hands to do things like a peasant would. Um, so, whack <laughs> of <you> peasant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's kind of the thought, though, right? Is like it it's it, it'll it'll play so easily for the lazy person. Like the lazier you are, the easier it'll be to use Apple products to do. Everything Apple in the Apple uh, arena, like you, there, there will be no use to going to Netflix because, you know, why would you ever put a DVD in the, the in the tray if you could just click a button? And why would you ever just click a button if you could just tell your computer to do it? Like,
3: well, and the reasons going to be is is with with Netflix and Apple and and it's what's on that platform. So like Netflix yeah. has their original content and they also probably have rights to certain things. The the music in- side comes to. Now it's almost like Spotify and Apple are gonna be trying to fight for who gets what artist on their platform. And really yeah. what's gonna end up happening, guys, I I kinda of just came to this. We're gonna lose because now Apple's gonna have, you know, Jay-Z and Lil Wayne and this group, and then Kanye West is gonna be on spot. Like you're just gonna go who who spends the most on you. And now I have to choose between artists instead of just having or pay for both. Yeah. What's the other option? I'll, and that's what we're at with streaming right now, where I have to pay yeah. for Netflix because I want my Stranger Things, but I also better pay for HBO because I want Game of Thrones. But now i got to pay for Hulu, yeah. too, because Hulu has Always and Sunny Kevin on has it. has mentioned this before, but will eventually
2: get into a place where you're going to pay uh, a company like an AT&T for a bundle that gets you Ex- Hulu and Netflix and HBO so, Go. So
0: it all comes back, right? It's gonna We're going to get back to cable TV that bundles ESPN and TNT and TBS and CBS and ABC. That's what they did, right? They bundled all this yeah. together. So somebody's going to yeah. come along, why not us, and bundle all Hulu, <laughs> Netflix, Amazon Prime. I mean, I saw Amazon Prime's coming out with a new Amazon Prime, either series or movie. I watched Triple Frontier. Did you see that on Netflix, which has been Affleck's in it?
3: Oh, you um, no, I haven't a, seen
0: it, but I've heard about it. I, I, I saw it going to Vegas. You know, I watched it on my on my iPad going to Vegas. Pretty good movie. But, you know, so it's free to netflix users and it's a pretty yeah. pretty legit movie so somebody's going to bundle that up aren't they eventually so we're going to be back where we started maybe maybe of. Yeah. Yeah. I,
2: I would wonder if hulu would allow somebody to uh bundle their service with netflix like because they see them as direct competition but also it's just like cable t- you know nbc and cbs are well i guess they're a bad example because they come over the air But like uh, TNT and, say, FX are generally kind of competition. So, you know, but they still want to be bundled together because it's certainly convenient for whoever has the most users to be able to get to your channel and want to support you. Right. Surely it'll happen. I, I don't want it. And that's kind of what, like, maybe my gut is we should side with the Spotify in this case so we can, you know, try to stop this kind of uh monopolizing is is maybe the wrong word but maybe the right word yeah or, it's, it's, uh, it doesn't seem like yeah,
3: yeah i don't think it's fully monopolizing but it's sure got i'm sure getting a little hint of monopolizing and yeah. in, in, in the taste right here i mean it well look yeah. at it and also
0: in this kind of like walmart i mean walmart was putting everything in their stores you can do eyeglasses insurance you know buy groceries hardware so they're sure. your one-stop shop for everything But I know that a lot of my friends have kind of bucked that, like we want to support, I I, I say we, several people I know want to support local independent business people. And quite frankly, I'm at a point that I'm willing to pay a little bit more to go to my local Photoshop instead of going to Walmart Pictures. And and so I agree. You know it we have the right to spend our money where we want to spend our money, and that's how we well vote. And that's
2: that's kind of the thing that I think uh Americas generally considered to be built upon is this idea of let the free market decide and if people don't if people want to spend all their money and, and and buy into Apple and let Apple control their lives, then you know the market has decided Apple gets to do that but you know we say that that's the way that the country works, but a number of times we've gone in as a country and broken up companies like Standard Oil mm-hmm. and like um, the telecom companies and, and turned them into public entities instead of, uh, instead of private entities. So, you know, it's kind of a question on, it's totally just an economic, like, are you, uh, generally conservative or generally, uh, fiscally liberal? You know, that's, I think what the question comes down to and it's, it's all opinion-based and I feel like this is a fight we're going to have in five years, uh, real heavy
3: yeah i think we're just at we're just at the the beginning the first the first uh shots are being fired we haven't even got to war yet it's just we're just yeah. throwing rocks at each other right now between uh, as we right. i mean spotify yeah. and apple they even really started yeah. throwing haymakers so
0: yeah well it's like bob dylan said a long time ago the times they are changing you know <laughs>
3: <laughs> so yeah for sure well for sure. speaking of spotify and you mentioned bob dylan let's get into uh how we end our episode usually uh, what we're listening to and i actually have an interesting what we're listening to this week for you guys it's not uh it's not music I mean, this happens every now and then where one of us throws out something that's not a music or something for it and uh yeah it, it. it's actually shout out shout out to netflix is how i was watching it but i was listening we talked some comedy a couple of weeks back so i wanted to listen yeah. to some old school stand up that i haven't really like kind of see where where the, the the ground floor was and i wanted to get some some of that old stuff listen to Eddie Murphy for yeah. the first time ever oh Eddie Murphy is Which freaking one? hilarious I think it was called yes, Delirious is. is that what it's called oh Delirious uh, it yeah. was so yeah. good he was like yeah. in his Delirious all red leather <laughs> I mean yes. he was so <laughs> funny I don't know why I never I loved him in you know Dr. Doolittle's back in the day back when I was real young but and then as Donkey but my goodness he is he's hilarious his stand-up was fantastic so anybody who hasn't listened to Eddie Murphy yet if, for whatever reason, if you're just behind the times like me, it's definitely worth spending an hour, an hour and 15 just searching out. Yeah. What about you, l What have you been uh, listening to here lately? Well, as I said earlier, I had not been really getting to watch
2: uh, the March Madness stuff this week. So my off times are at weird times, but I have been using that time to watch True Detective. And hey, so that soundtrack is so good, man. Yes, it is. Do you, it do is you so have good. It? T-Bone Burnett is a genius. Who Who is it that does it? T-Bone Burnett is the music supervisor for that show. Is so, he the music uh, supervisor for all of them or just like this season? I've, I only, I, I'm watching season one again for like the third time and I've only ever seen season one. So I only know that he's a part of that one. He might be a part of all of
3: them. Well, okay. I'm not sure, but season three's I haven't seen season two, but season three's music got, I, I enjoyed some of its soundtrack, but season one, my gosh, like just yeah. the intro song, just the song at the beginning alone. I'm like, Hey, yeah. this kind of jams.
2: Well, and if you were wondering, is this guy a genius? And you you might want to look into a lot of his work outside of the film industry. But like, also, one of the reasons that uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou sounds the way that it does is because he supervised music on that movie also. So
3: One of the best man soundtracks knows to any music. movie ever, right yeah. there on Oh Brother yep. Art Thou. He knows oh, his man. soul, yeah. he
2: knows his gospel, and he knows his southern blues. Man, he's got it. He's got it all.
3: <laughs> all right, Pops. He's for net. What what have you been um, been listening to?
0: Well, I've got one a little off the wall, but I was going to say, when you go back old school on comedians, go listen to some Richard Pryor if you have Oh, yeah. Actually, (laughs) so he was
3: before Eddie Murphy. Mm. I went to go back to listen to Richard Pryor because there's another one where I've always heard, you know, he's one of the best, one of the all timers and just never listened to it. And so I was like, I'll throw him on. And that was a couple of weeks ago. And Richard Pryor is really funny. Richard, Richard Pryor, Pryor is one of those first comedians. I, mean, that's- I was a kid, I was like, I knew I wasn't
2: supposed to be watching this. And that's what first got me into stand-up comedy. So <laughs> well, me too. I mean, Richard Pryor was yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah. I was like, I know
0: I shouldn't be watching this, but it's so
2: damn funny,
0: I can't help it. Yeah. Um, well, I'm gonna just do traditional music if that's okay. I I do want to go listen to that true detective soundtrack. I will do that
3: um now, i I'm might just have to pull to lj to and named... rewatch it for the fourth time or something <laughs> oh man well i gotta have
2: something to fill the gap between game of thrones go on i'm sorry yeah man, we're all is coming out soon we yeah. gotta have that episode uh,
0: soon so a guy i'm kind of into and he's just a little he's a little poppy but i really like him is tyrone wells i don't know if you guys know oh, yeah. no. tyrone wells no i don't know okay um he the album that I kind of like is Metal and Wood. It's got Running Around in My Dreams and, and the Birds Sing. And it's it's something if you hang around me much. He's he kind of pops in and out of my soundtrack. All right. Uh, of of Spotify. There's a little shout out to Spotify. I am a Spotify <laughs> fan. And uh, so that I've, I've been kind of listening to to Tyrone Wells. I want to uh, see lately
3: Time of Our Lives. I think you might have shown me that song by Tyrone Wells. I don't really, yeah, yeah, that song rings a bell. I don't know yeah. who showed it to I me. It just so. it randomly on one of my playlists, it just popped up. And I was like, dang, gum, Kevin, where did you find this one at? And I, I, I'm guessing <laughs> a i guessing. proud of yourself. Yeah, I was proud of myself because it was the only one, oh, Tyrone was on there. And then I was like, I don't remember when you found this guy, but he's really good, and I'm—I oh, can only imagine that yeah. you must have showed it to me at some point, Dad. But yeah, he, yeah,
0: well, he's good. Well, we'll put we'll put him on the website, and we'll let our uh, we'll let all our fans, the guys in
2: Sweden, you can listen to some Tyrone <laughs> wells. <laughs> Dig them all The Swedish on music though, they might be totally ahead of you. You're like, That's wow,
3: you're, you're way back in 20, 2014 or something, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for another episode of the Just Press Play podcast. By the way, don't forget, check us out on, uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to us on the Apple Podcast and never go shouting at Apple again or Spotify, wherever wherever <laughs> Spotify you listen. <laughs> subscribe, leave us a, a rating I, review. We're not hating on Apple. Yeah. We're not completely hating on Apple. So. Hey, we're wherever I mean, we're you, surrounded by Apple products.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. As I talk into everything, Apple, Apple's listening to everything. They're, they're our, big, our biggest listener because my phone's sitting here yeah. listening to everything we do but uh uh go find us subscribe rate and review download and do all that jazz go check out our website uh, at jpppod.com and now lj's been uploading the scores by the way I'm sure uh, we've already talked about it a little bit, but I'm no longer going to look at the scores, LJ. Because uh, <laughs> me neither. There's wow. just no reason. <laughs> hey,
2: the the only thing that uh, you guys are ahead of me now. So, and that that looks like Ooh, it's going to remain that way for quite some time, <laughs> <laughs> for the foreseeable future. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> we might have to wait till next March before I see something besides last place. So. <laughs> All right, well, that'll do it for another episode. Thanks for checking us out, and we will catch you next week. Peace out. Peace. Peace.